This show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for certain audiences. Listener discretion is strongly advised. A friendly reminder, Mary Jane edibles are not a substitute for actually paying your Lyft driver. Don't forget to tip your bartenders, you filthy fucking animals. And if you've got kinks, we've got links. Don't forget to subscribe, put on your seatbelt, and enjoy the ride. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian. With me this week is Skolapendra. Hello. And Michelle. Hello. Uh, so this past week, it has been... It, well, it's still hell, I mean, with everything that's going on. You know, the feds are still trying to take all of Portland. And here's the fun thing, though. You know, all of the major media news outlets are like, Portland is all this, and and it's like, yeah, there is the actual problem, and that does need to be taken out, and the feds need to get the fuck out of Portland, and the cops need to be abolished, too, as they, the cops, as they are, need to be abolished, and that's the key term, as they are. We do. Yes. We will need some kind of protective force, but it needs to be something totally different than what we've got. You know, one that doesn't feel like it has the, the authority to execute black people on a whim. Something like that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, Portland. A lot of the all the action you're seeing in Portland is basically in the span of about six city blocks. It's not the entire city. Portland is big, so and 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 so like like people on the outskirts or people just like several you know like on the other side of the river or what have you. They they might see it. They might get some of the spicy air wafting over there, but they're not in the middle of it. Uh, even Mel, she is like relatively close to the action, but she's not quite in it. And she's like on the same side of the river a few blocks up because she lives downtown. Uh, uh, and speaking to those people, it sounds like they're trying to put, I guess, I guess they're trying to use chlorine gas even. Uh, fuck. I know. I mean, people are, people have been reporting that it smells like chlorine. So that's where I'm getting it from. It's not been verified, so don't take my word as gospel on this. But if, but you know, best thing you can do: follow the people who are tweeting from the ground. Um, yeah, I know. I, I retweet a lot of them from Mel. Mel retweets a lot of them. I think one big one you can follow is Defend PDX on Twitter. They they yep. tend to have good I, up to date information. Um, I th- oh, go ahead. Think, uh, one second. Uh, I know someone. I recommended them to my friend who lives in Portland. Mm-hmm. Two seconds. I want to make sure I get the name correct. Yeah. Uh, it uh, is. I uh. think. Come on, come on. Where are you? Ah, uh, uh. but yeah. While while she's. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, at Andrew Kimmel. A D R E W K I M M E L. He's the one um, that's doing like a running tweet thread with uh, mm-hmm. video clips and such. Yeah. So he's probably a good one to keep an eye on as well. I've probably retweeted Matt. from him like, so, a few times. Yeah. So yeah, he, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Kimmel on Twitter. Um, also a good one. He seems to be a reliable one as well. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, if you, so that is the best way to keep up to date with Portland and any and honestly any other place. You know, you know, there, there's the thing that people say. Well, don't get your news from Twitter or whatever. But it's like things like this. You have people on the ground experiencing it, and it's their, it's it, it's their experiences getting out there, and that's what we need to hear. You know, mm-hmm. not some packaged up thing from CNN or what have you. Um, I saw this thing. It was actually on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. 
go back a couple of years now, mm-hmm. uh, and it was uh, people kind of people half complaining, I think, like saying, "Oh, uh, if, the, if the zombie apocalypse will be um, live tweeted," and it's like, "Yeah," and the response was basically, "Well, yeah, because that will be a living record. Yeah. That will be the thing. People will be talking to their friends and family." Go back a couple of centuries. Samuel Pepys wrote about the plague and the Great Fire of London. That's how it comes we've got so much good detail on it because someone sat down and wrote that shit down. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's that's the way it works. That's the way history gets passed down. People write mm. it down, and so not everybody has to remember it by memory all the damn time. Ah. Uh, mm. But we do, we do. But before we get too much further into all of the bullshit and everything. Mm. There are a couple of sad bits of news that I do want to bring up because they're, they're obviously important. Um, uh, number one on the on the larger scale, uh, Regis Philbin passed away this past week. Um, yeah, that sucked. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's one of those it's one of those where it's like I didn't realize he was still alive until he died, which <laughs> is, is yeah. It, but but it, all the same, it is still very tragic, and uh, you know, hope is you know thoughts to the family and everything there um and then one a little bit definitely a lot more personal to us um uh oh god (laughs) so the other day i was on twitter and holly christine who used to go us on the show uh she got confirmation and she passed along the word that uh uh timothy sheridan uh who was known as stone ostridian on twitter uh he recently passed away uh at, oh god i don't remember how old he was but but he was a big member of like of our a lot of our collective community that started up around like channel awesome back when we all liked channel awesome you know that sort of thing and he eventually i, I met up with him once at magfest 2014 i didn't realize it at the time because at the time i was just like you know just starting a new relationship happy about that just trying to do this and that and like so i didn't realize you know who it was and which is kind of bad because uh, he was also uh, one of my uh, longtime uh, patrons too. So, so that that and and I'm I'm and you know I'm not the only one he's patronized you know given to to on Patreon. And, you know there there are several others that that you know he's helped out as well and and uh, you know I I you know just just at the end of it I I didn't say anything out on Twitter because I wanted to save it for here. Um, and so, you know, you know, I didn't know him very well. You know, he's, like I said, he's been a long t- he'd been a long time patron and met up with him in person once. There's photo evidence of it. Um, but, you know, but, you know, it, it's even, even not knowing that well, it, it is hitting a little hard, but, um, but yeah, all the best to his family and, and friends and everybody who, who's, who is now just really shocked, honestly. I, I sure I certainly didn't expect it because you know because this social media is open and it's like it was nothing there so I was like you know but sometimes that's how it happens it's sudden and it, it's very tragic um so all the best to his family and his friends um we we, we you know for what is for what it's worth I don't think any of his I don't think any of them listen but if they happen to you know you know well we're, we're, we're here for y'all um but yeah <laughs> Oh, so yeah, big, big, yeah, definitely bit of a downer, but uh, as they say, the show must go on, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, <laughs> uh, so another another thing that's happened in the past week was uh, was Walmart announced that as of July twentieth, the face coverings would be compulsory for all those, but for everybody except for those whose medical conditions would actually prevent it. Um, yeah. You know that that's sort of the thing, and you got and and of course those and those. Um, with medical conditions that would prevent it would be few and far between, obviously. For the majority mm-hmm. of us, we wear a damn face mask. Um, yep. And and I'm willing to bet that those who can't wear a face mask and have any sort of empathy are likely going to stay home if they can help it. Likely. Yeah. You know, e- even yeah. even rural parts over here. Like I've I've got a friend nearby Dothan who who if she ever reali- remembered and realized, oh shit. I can call this asshole up from Graceville and he can go get my groceries or I can send my wife who has no problems wearing a mask as far as I know and go get groceries, you know. Point is, she can she she has options even in these like small more rural areas is what I'm getting at. So so and I, and, I, and, I, and and I hope that doesn't come across as me knocking her for it. I because uh, it's really not. Um but the point is we all have options and if you don't, then you know. I, oh boy. <laughs> um, but those without options are few and far between. Um, but also, CNN uh, saw a training video from Walmart that tells employees tasked with reminding customers about face coverings to let people who refuse to wear a mask to, to continue to shop. So. To us, Walmart's saying, yeah, you have to wear a face mask. But in practice, it's like, oh, you're not wearing one? You don't want to wear one? Okay, go ahead. We'll take your money. Oh. And they're not the only ones. Home Depot, Lowe's, CVS, and Walgreens have also said they'll serve customers without masks, according to CNN. And So useless mask mandate. Yeah. And one of the one of the higher ups, I believe it's at Walmart, said that uh, our goal is to keep associates from a physical confrontation situation, and our ambassadors will be trained on those exceptions to help reduce friction for the shopper. Yeah, friction for the shopper. Okay, let me let me tell you something. Here's what else creates frictions for your shoppers here. Okay, a bunch of maskless idiots run, running around like they don't like they think they're gonna be fucking invincible. Never mind the fact that they could very well infect others, even if they show no signs of the COVID. And and just that that's gonna create fr- friction right there. It's also gonna create friction, but you know, with all of the death tolls, you know, and basically fuck your. You know, fuck your profits, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, CVS, Walgreens. Fuck your profits. Your customers need to be taken care of a lot better than this. You know, if you're going to say, hey, we have compulsory mask wearing, then you fucking enforce it. Because you don't yeah. need that $5 as badly. And and bear in mind, these are all big, big uh, brands, big stores. So it's not like they're hurting for money. So they can afford to say, hey. You're not wearing a mask? Fuck off. They can afford yeah. it. So So it's like for like a little bit it was like Walmart was like, "Oh hey, Walmart's finally doing the good thing. That's right. That's good. That's yay." But then now people know that oh, they won't really stop you because their love of money is is is, is bigger than their love of keeping everybody safe. Oh yeah. Take a little, but then they, then they lose a lot more. Uh, <coughs> yep. 
Uh, you know, and all that. I never even asked. Scully, how has your past few weeks been? <laughs> it's been all right. Uh, coughing's gotten a lot better, so that's at least good. Yeah. I think you passed it on over to Michelle. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a thing, though. <laughs> totally passed on my coughing issues over the internet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But but yeah. Speaking of Michelle, how have you been? Uh, one second. Okay. Um, okay. So basically, while you were talking, mm-hmm. um, my food went down the wrong hole. Oh no! And, oh. and basically, it's one of those things where it my chest kind of went a bit tight, so I need a big burp. So oh, <laughs> with, with respect to um, people's uh, that gentleman's family. Uh, whilst you were giving your um, very sweet dedication, I was kind of like um, spitting up into my bin, trying not to make too much noise. Oh no! <laughs> oh! And I actually, um, yeah. fair, fair warning, I need a big burp. So yeah, if it oh, happens, yeah. I'm letting it. Yeah, it'll be a real show then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'm actually pretty good. Um, oh, oh, there it is. There you go. It's a real show now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. There might be a follow-up, but that seems to have got taken care of most of it. Yeah. Um, my One of my agencies called me this morning, mm-hmm. and um, they've set me up with a, a, a job, sort of a regular thing going on. Nice! Yeah, it's a Hamley's Warehouse, so picking toys, like picking packing job, basically. Nice! Um, but because... Oh, excuse me. Uh, because mm-hmm. of the COVID, um, they've been, like doing split up shifts so like shift a shift b so i'll be doing the morning shift which is 7 30 till 12 30 and it's like another town four stops away which means i'm gonna have to get up hella early oh no um but i'll be done by lunchtime there you go so there's there's that and um yeah barring any major incident it should be ongoing and being hamley's like one of the most famous toy stores if not in england i think you, you guys have heard of hamley's haven't you maybe uh, yeah, it's sounds the, a little familiar. It's the the big toy store in America. Oh. It's right in London. In London, it's big the big one in London, but they've got a depot in Royston, hmm. uh, which is just outside Cambridge. Um, nice. So yeah, we're doing that. So being a toy store, birthdays happen every day. Yeah. And obviously, come probably late October, September, November, you're getting into Christmas season. Mm-hmm. So it's the sort of thing that could be ongoing. At the moment, yeah, so it's five hours a day, so it's about 30 hours a week. But even then, rough count. Uh, it's, it'll be a sub-K per month, Yeah, but it's still better than I'm currently on. Yeah, there you go. Uh. But the reason I was um, distracted, this is what I was saying to you before, the reason I was distracted is because they've sent me over the um, health and safety um, homework. Oh. So I've been do- oh, I was filling in all the forms. And thought of doing this, and I, I had to check the date for something, mm-hmm. and I, as I, I hovered over the clock, and then looked at the time. I was like, "Oh shit, it's five to seven. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, um, I already had Discord warmed up, so I checked it out. Like nobody was there. Then I saw you typing, and I saw you typing about twenty minutes. I saw Scully saying, "Oh crap, okay, one moment." Yeah. And then I saw you say, "Oh, I'll be a minute." So I'm like, "Oh, okay, I've got a little bit of time." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 
Yeah. But um, if you want something to do, we could do a health and safety quiz together. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we forgot to do it last week, and we're gonna do it this week. We're gonna take a look at that long sixty-four list thing of of the topics, the you know, the like topics, and all of that. And I hope you know where we're at because I've lost track. Oh, I know where we're at. <laughs> I, I know exactly oh, where we're at. Um. So going in order, I don't have the. I I just copied down the next four from the list, right. so I don't have the numbers on hand. But um, but uh, the next one up is Meninism. Uh, and I have never heard anyone call it that other than as a joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's one of those things. Like I think, according to Wikipedia, and I'm going by a little bit by memory. Um, it was used. One of its uses it was like in the early 2000s to describe basically a, you know, a male feminist being a meninist. Um, oh. But over time, it's gotten to be where it is now. Either you're joking about, you know, you're 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 <laughs> taking the piss out of a male feminist, or or even worse, describing a men's rights activist. And we know the kind. Mm. But there are there are some that that that. I believe want to use the label to help bring attention to the actual problems men do face. I mean, like actual yeah. problems, like you know the fact yeah. that as underreported as rape victims as rape is when it comes to women victims, men report it even less. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and so and so much <coughs> that people are surprised, and I admit I have been too. You know, it's mm. it's, it's not a proud it, you know. We're human. We don't always think about it because it doesn't always happen. You don't always hear about it, but men get raped too. And women yeah. rape men as well. So, but, and these are obvious issues, but they get swept under the rug because of this whole toxic masculinity bullshit. And nobody uh, can have a discussion about it. Um, yeah. Among other, you know, among other things. And meninism, where it is now in terms of like the prop- popular usage or whatever. You know, we could do better. We could do a lot better with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it also reminds me of Tim uh, Allen's like... first book, "Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man." Yes, that is the actual <laughs> title, and yes, it did turn heads. Uh, and and I read it in elementary school. <laughs> wow. Uh, but I remember clearly enough that one of his chapters was on masculinism. Which he determined, which he described as celebrating male traits, as, as you know, uh, as akin to feminism celebrating female traits. Which mm. I don't know how well that ages from the early to mid '90s to now, but you know that's definitely. I mean, it depends. Hmm? I've not read this, but it's the first time I've heard about it. But it really depends if it, if it's just describing a masculine trait as something that would be atypically masculine, but anyone can who's interested in the thing can do the thing then maybe not so bad. If it's just saying, this is a manly man thing that only manly men can do, then yeah, yikes. Yeah. I think it's been a while since I've read through it, but there are, I think there have been, and maybe I hope this is not just me, you know, remembering what I want to remember, but I would like to say that, you know, throughout the book, maybe not necessarily in those chapters, he does make it, he does make it clear at least once or twice that, there are yeah. men who fit this and women who fit this, and you know, <coughs> the roles are not as rigidly defined. Oh, good. So, yeah. and, and, and remember, I, I this was during his home improvement, more, you know, mm. you know, just getting out of stand-up days. So. Yeah. 
Oh, so yeah. so uh, so uh, Scully, you you kind of started a little bit earlier. What do you have any other thoughts on Mennonism? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I um looked up a bunch of men's rights issues and like a lot of them. Like, uh, there's one, um, well, okay, male victims of domestic abuse don't really get taken very seriously, but here's the thing, uh, women don't exactly have it so hot either, was reading a bunch of shit about how cops don't really take domestic abuse against women seriously, I mean, they certainly don't take rape seriously, so, I mean, when you're, when you help women, you'll help men, so that's basically where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely no argument here because, again, and it all goes back to this whole idea of just at least when it comes to the men in in these situations, this whole toxic masculinity thing, because if you're abused, then you're obviously weak and, and, you know, you deserve this and that, this and that. A lot of us men have grown beyond that. We know better, but there's still a significant enough subset uh, significant enough it still gets notice at least from some people mm. that still believe that if you're an abuse victim you are weak and in, and a lot of the times it is the abuse victims themselves who believe this because of how they were raised so mm. you know yeah but yeah but like you said help help women you also help men too uh michelle what, what do you have any other thoughts on it uh basically believe people when they tell you something but i've always maintained that until something is proven 100% don't name anyone yeah like keep the investigations as low key as possible unless there is possibility of imminent danger right uh, and if like someone has to be physically removed from a situation then okay fine but don't public don't name don't name and shame until you're 100% sure yeah but still take it seriously still do the investigation and if necessary remove from situation where as required yeah, and I know, and I and I have a feeling if, if it gets to certain places, some people will be like, well, what about the whole Vic Mignano thing? Well, he was named and shamed by his victims. Yeah. I think that's a little different. Yeah. So, yeah. End of the uh, day. But yeah, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, don't be a dick about it. If you've yeah. got a, I think this could be a general rule for anything. The more people um, make a fuss, like... To try and bring attention in the wrong... Uh, let me. How am I trying to put this? You can bring attention to something that brings attention to it and people go, oh, oh crap, I didn't realise that thing. How do I help? That's fine. Yeah. But then you can over-egg it or like make it too much about one thing and then people either get bored with it or aren't taking it seriously or think you are over-egging it to make yourself more important or big yourself up. Does that make sense? I think so. You can go too far the other way. Yeah. Uh, so you try and bring attention to something a little bit, that's fine, but then you go like, oh, but they're this and this and this and this, and you're like, oh, shut up now. Well, yeah. I, was, I was sympathetic, but now you've gone to the point where I don't care anymore, and that's yeah. wrong as well. Like, yes, so we take the ex- uh, example of rape, domestic abuse on, up on males. Mm-hmm. That is fine, that should be taken seriously. Yeah. Oh, but uh, men also have these problems. Like, men should be able to go out and earn, and the woman should stay home and look after them. And, like, no, you've just killed any argument that was valid. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's like it's like we want to focus on actual men's problems, not perceived problems, just because you're insecure yes. about this or that or the other. Yes, um, that's that's that makes sense. Yeah. So, but uh, speaking of speaking of isms, we're going to go to the other side and say and talk about feminism, which I agree with. Like, <laughs> like, like at its base is basically equality among the genders. Is 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 yeah. the basics of it? If I if I've got my definitions right, and yeah. why it's called feminism is because it focused primarily on women, because you know at the time we only acknowledged two genders, men, women, and women mm-hmm. were the ones that needed the boost, so they get the name. If it was yeah. the other way around, then feminism would be the one, but it's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> feminism is what is 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 what it goes to. Because it was the women yeah. that need the boost. That's why Black Lives Matter is is yep. called yep. what it is because it's the black voices, the black people that need to be, you know, that need to be raised up to the point to where they don't have to where they can walk around without <coughs> worrying about some some dumbass pig coming around and executing them. <laughs> so, you know, it's to bring focus to that particular group, at least as a starting point. Because, you know, with feminism and even Black Lives Matter, you start with them, you start bringing them up. But then as you're bringing them up, you see all sorts of other issues, like your LGBT issues, your 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 issues in like immigrant communities, foreign things, what have you. The more you work along that and more you try and help them and do all of that, you see all these other issues that that could also be dealt with. I, it's kind of like a gateway thing, I think. Uh, I think that's where I'm going with it, or at least where my brain wants to go with it point is it's a good thing in it on on the on the on the you know on on the whole on its own yes you have some yeah yeah you there are obviously there are some there are turfs you know trans trans exclusionary radical feminists we don't like those they can fuck off i'm talking to you jk rowling (laughs) go fuck off take your millions go fuck off um you know that sort of thing but but in general when it comes to actual feminism as defined as has been defined it's good we need it we still yeah. need it yeah. uh and michelle we'll let you go first on that one <laughs> um basically yes with the caveat I, and i've said this before i don't always truck with modern feminism because as stated above with the feminism you can go too far. You can yeah. make it about too too much of this or not enough of that. Or I always said, I mean, I'm kind of growing out of it a little bit more, but I've always said like single issue politics don't interest me because it doesn't take into account the, the big picture that there is issues surrounding the thing. Uh, but just in that a little bit more because like you say with Black Lives Matter, yeah, at the moment you have to be single issue on that thing because... That's the pro- That's where we're having the problem at the moment. Mm-hmm. But again, help the black people, help help the community, help the women, help the men. So yeah. some aspects and some, again, going back to Tumblr, like some SJWE, like the, the worst times of SJWE stuff with right. feminists, like they, they take it, anything that's taken to an extreme, basically. Yeah. Um, I kind of like can't really truck with. Um, so yeah. As a concept, as as the history, you know, obviously uh, big up the suffragette movement and everything else, 
awesome, some modern feminism can take it too far and it doesn't really fit in with my philosophies. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know, but, here, yeah. here's, here's the, the, the big question is, at the end of the day, do you want everybody to have equal opportunities? You know, equal yes. in the eyes of like law and, and so, so society. You know, and you just said yes. answer is yes. There you go. That's that's the best. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we all can. That's the best we all can ask for. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, the the details are some some of the details people may disagree or agree on. Doesn't matter. But yeah, we all have the same end goal at this point, and that is things like freedom for everybody, and we mean true freedom. You know, meta. Yeah. You know, being able to go to the hospital without having to worry about selling our apartment or house or whatever <laughs> like everybody has a house uh, but you know things like that um, uh, Scully what are your thoughts uh, yeah it just depends on the kind of feminism I mean the normal kind of feminism that you know wants equal rights for women and men and everyone else outside the gender binary those are fine. It's just there's some, uh, there are a few strands of feminism I take issue with, like radical feminism. Yeah. There's yeah. radical, there's rad fems who aren't, uh, trans exclusionary, but they're just as toxic. Like, yeah. 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 And also, uh, I don't know what to call it. Like, BuzzFeed feminism or pop feminism. Like, the ones who think that man spreading is really an issue. Yeah. Like, that, no. That, that is a thing. I, oh, God, I have not thought about it because around here we don't have public transit. But I lived in Indy, and I and I took the transit almost exclusively when I wasn't driving a truck. And let me tell you something. You know, I, you know, most guys that I noticed, if, if there was, like, not room or something, then they, you know, if they were mostly like me, they would, like, kind of crunch in the seat or whatever. And that's fine. I have sat next to somebody who liked to manspread once or twice I'm pretty sure but you know mm. I just you know it was just whatever you know I dealt with it for that little bit and it wasn't yeah. that much of a problem now in some instances I I, I don't want to negate like like individual experiences either because I'm sure there are people men and women who every time they get on a bus there's somebody some asshole man spreading because his balls are apparently too big hey this is a little tmi but i'm gonna but i'm gonna use this as an example my i I, whenever i sit a lot of times i have to spread out a little bit or otherwise adjust myself because um thick thighs big balls do not mix (laughs) let's just put it like that okay um, yeah, yeah, thick yeah. Th- even thick thighs and uh, yeah. smaller than average balls don't mix. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think they would. I mean, yeah, yeah. But but even but regardless, so I could understand the need to why do you want to spread. But even me, you know, like like I'm like kind of half spread here at home. Well, at least as much as my chair allows me to. But on a bus, if nobody's next mm-hmm. to me, I spread all day if I need to. That's fine. But if somebody needs to sit next to me, no problem. I, I just and I and I will readjust myself right out there in public too. I was like, whoop, because yeah. it's like, hey, these it's either this or I belvedere myself. I ain't doing the belvedering. <laughs> yeah. I did have somebody really like kind of fuss at me one time, and, and and this is probably one time where I was guilty of just 
thoughtless man spreading. But there was also another reason. Um, I, I had just finished trying to, uh, I, th I think I either tried or succeeded in donating plasma. And I was getting on the bus to go back home. And for a while it was standing room only. And I happened to be one of the assholes that needed to stand. If, you know, on certain days, if you, if you don't eat right or if something goes awry with your plasma donation, you end up very woozy. Mm. Um, whether or not you've had a lot of water or what have you, you end up woozy. And it was also during the summer. That's oh. not a good combination. Even in, even yeah. in central Indiana. <laughs> so I'm here on a bus packed full of people, standing room only. And then I notice a seat opens up next to somebody. And, you know, you know it's like, you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to sit down. And, and I put my head down. And since I have to put my head down, I have to spread. So I think the lady to my left was on her phone. And she was bitching about me to her friend on the other end. And, and my thought was like, ma'am, do you not obviously see what the fuck is going on here? Uh, but... But I also see from her end because on her end it's just like oh it's just some asshole who has no <coughs> no regard for yeah. personal space. So I see it on that end too. But yeah, I mean it's, it's like you know not gonna budge for someone or just crowding other people. Then yeah, that, that's kind of some yeah. If you're doing that stuff intentionally, that's that's dickish. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean if some guy's just sitting on a on a seat, you know that's not occupied on either end uh then like i guess yeah eh. and i don't see it that big of an issue i mean if he's a, if he's a decent person he'll adjust himself to make room for other people yeah especially if asked there's no harm yeah. in asking most of the time problem is the other times that it is harmful to ask it's not always good and that's the ones that news media likes to focus on I mean, mm -hmm. it's a catch-22, because on the one hand, yeah, you need to know these assholes are out there, but on the other hand, you scare the shit out of people. <laughs> uh, so, I remembered my um, my main thing that I like to say mm -hmm. about like certain, type, certain stripes of modern feminists is that, for me, mm -hmm. feminism, yes, is about equal rights, but it's also about the female being allowed to choose what she wants to do. Yeah. Whereas you get some, some, you know, some of the more extreme ends are like, oh no, if you're not out there busting balls and breaking ceilings, then you're not doing it right. You are letting down the sisterhood. I like fuck off, bitch. If she wants to be a stay-at-home mum, let her be a stay-at-home mum. If she wants to be, a, you know, if she's happy being a school teacher, like teaching the little kids rather than like older kids or in university, because that's obviously university is more prestigious. But hey, teaching little kids is important. Yeah, that, that's important too. If she wants to go out and get some every single night, so long as she's everyone's safe and consensual and playing, you know, and that's every, what she wants to do, then let her. Exactly. You do not get to dictate how she is living her life in the name of feminism. Yeah. Exactly. Because, I, I, you know, it goes back to this bit on Family Guy, where Lois has this confrontation with, with what's her name? I, I, forget, I think it was Gloria something. Not Gloria Steinem, but, you know, but, um, mm. you know, but, uh, you know, she mentioned that feminism is about choice. And yes. I think that at the end of the day, that is where that freedom comes in. The freedom to choose what you do and not be bound by whatever men with balls happen to happen to yeah. say, you know, or even or even women with balls or, or you know, any any 
person of any description yeah. telling you how you should be living your life in the name of mm-hmm. isn't a true representation of. Right. You know, feminism is what we're talking about, but in the name of whatever insert appropriate as needed. Yeah. Uh, so we go to the next one, and that is the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Um, <laughs> happened when I was a kid, wasn't it? When did it happen again? Ninety-one uh, um, or something. Yeah, I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> so I are we talking about when the USSR remember. became the Soviet Union? Um, it just says the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Right. Basically, when the Soviet Union broke up, and it's you know, and you know, it's Russia, and then uh, all of these, yeah. and yeah. all the little explosion, explodey places, because apparently white people can't deal. Uh, to be fair, Russia needs to be sliced up a little bit more. It's, it is ridiculously large. Yeah, but then again, <laughs> look at look at the United States. We are also huge, and so is we're China. 50 you... con- we're we're fifty countries in a trench coat. This is true, <laughs> but but we we don't know. Although, Russia may be similar because we don't know all the provinces. All... At least I don't. If you take a landmass, I think Canada is actually second after Russia. She's so not quite as big as she's that big. Oh, that's true. Canada really? is pretty big. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if that's just the continental United States or if you include um, Alaska and Hawaii, because Alaska's pretty big. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. So, if we're talking, if we're talking flat landmass, it might be referring to continental United States versus Canada. Yeah. I don't know if you add it all yeah. together, if it where it lines up. Um, yeah, Canada's probably still larger, at least by a little yeah, bit. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. But but even still, I mean, Russia in and of itself, if they had good leadership, and and, and <laughs> when I when I talk about Russia, I do refer mostly pretty much all to the leadership, not the citizens, mm. not the day-to-day workers, not little big or people like them, you know, not those mm. people. I'm talking about people like fucking Putin. Yeah. The Rudy Poo. Yeah. Who, who W called Pooty Poot, and it's like, at the time, it was like, really, you motherfucker. But nowadays, like, now that I know more, it's like, no, fuck it. Fuck off, Pooty Poot. Uh. Still, still the subject of one of my favorite uh, memes is uh, mm-hmm. Putin on the Ritz. <laughs> uh, Seriously, la- just Google that. You get some great results. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we laugh at him because he, 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 he's, he's a shitbag. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, geez, sounds like something else. Sounds like sounds like another another president that is that is a shitbag. Oh wait, and and by the way, I, I do I have looked ahead on the list. I mean, obviously, I got the list, and Trump is up there yeah. somewhere. Yay! He, he'll be yeah. he'll be That'll closer be to the end. He'll be closer to the end though. <coughs> yeah. So who knows? Maybe it'll be there by a time by the time the election rolls around. I don't know. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be. Um. But yeah, um, uh, do y'all have any other? Do y'all have thoughts on the dissolution of the Soviet <sighs> Union? Whether it was good, bad, ugly? I can't remember enough about it to have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know how stable it was when it was the Soviet Union. But yeah. all I know is now you got Putin in there, and uh, it sucks for the people. So mm. uh, yeah. yeah, Putin needs to go. So does Trump. Yeah. And so does Xi Jinping yeah. too, by the way. Equal can opportunity. Take... Get the get the fucking fascists out of office. You can take yeah. Boris and Cummings with you as well if you want. There you go. 
Because Dominic, because well, Cum- Boris isn't, you know, is an idiot, but Dominic Cummings is the dangerous one. Yeah, kind of like Trump and what? Is, what is his name? Stephen Miller. Oh, God, I don't know. Also, lose track. Yeah, but um, but this leads into our last one for this for this week: free speech. Good I've, thing. Yeah, I, I, I it's a good thing. Yes. Yeah, I've said it before on this show, and I've said it on Twitter and other places, but I'm going to say it here. When it comes to free speech, at least in America, it means the government cannot stop you, private Q citizen, from saying whatever you want. It cannot stop you. It should not be stopping you legally from doing so. Attempting to do so is a violation of the First Amendment, something Trump does not care about, considering the fact that he is not only you know, trying to take over Portland, or at least six blocks of Portland, because people are protesting the execution of black people by the police, but also going on Twitter and claiming it illegal to have all these anti-Trump hashtags against him. Oh, yeah, it's not. It is not illegal, and even if it was, fuck you anyway. We don't care what you think is illegal, Donny boy. We don't care. We really don't. You know, that being I mean- said, that. Yeah, sorry, yeah. It'll, it'll, let me let me get through this. Yeah, yeah. That being said, free speech does not mean freedom from consequences, and this is something oh, yeah. that the alt right, in particular, and people of of the similar cloth, like like to to push. It's like, oh, it's my free speech. No, Twitter does not have to give you an outlet. It does not have to. It can take. It can take away your right to post on their service whenever they want. Whether it is fair or not is a different story. Like, it's not fair that certain people get banned for saying something like, you know, for saying something that is against a transphobe. But somebody puts a noose in a tweet talking about this is what we need to do to trans people. They stay around. And yes, that has happened within the past week. Oh, is that what that was about? Yeah, and and of course, and of course, Trump still has a Twitter. So let us mm-hmm. let us also remember that. Um, but uh, but freedom of speech is not freedom from consequences. I and and the example I keep using, and it's a good one. I can't just go into the middle of a black neighborhood and start yelling the N word at everybody. I mean, technically, legally, I could, because yeah. that is my legal right. However, what should stop me from doing that is not just human decency, but also the fact that I would get my skull cracked. Yeah. And I don't want to get my skull cracked today. Yeah. You know, regardless yeah. of any other reason. <laughs> but because that speech has consequences. If you go on Twitter and you spout out some bullshit rhetoric about Antifa being the bad guys when all Antifa's doing is shielding themselves from the fucking pigs that are trying to attack them for for, you know, protesting because hi, protesting is protected speech, you assholes, but you know, <laughs> it, it it inconveniences them and their white corporate masters, so of course they can't they can't have that be too much. And speaking of white people, there, there. Portland is one of the whitest cities in the country, and they are there are you know just by uh, I'm gonna say per capita, but I don't think it is. I don't think that's the word I want to go for. But there are more pe- more white people in Portland than, than non-white people. Just 
mm. on average. So yeah. people trying to call out, oh, there's a lot of white people park, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing. What are they doing there? It's like, for one, it's called solidarity. And two, it's mostly white. And these people are standing, again, in solidarity with their black brothers and sisters. <coughs> yep. That's what you do. It's not just the black people protesting. It's the white people, too. And and the, and and other non-white, non-black people as well. Other people of color. It's yeah. called solidarity. We all fucking agree. The Fed's got to go. The pigs need to be defunded and abolished. And and let's start over. Let's let's try a different thing. And some places have been. That is some good news. Some places have yeah. been. Cool. But yep. Ah. Uh, so, uh, uh, Scully, why don't you go first on this one? You about summed it up. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't mean freedom from consequences. I mean, some people claim that they're a free speech absolutist, and that means that oh, I should be able to anyone should be able to say anything without any sort of social con consequences. But uh, I, I don't think they really believe that. Yeah, I think they believe that they should be able to say whatever they want without consequences because um. Hey, if I, like, say, if I go up to, like, a fascist and say, hey, you're a fascist and, um, you're vile, and here's why, I mean, he'd probably, you know, get on my ass, like, oh, but I have free speech, what, and I don't? Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Michelle, how about you? Um, yeah, all of the above. Um, all I was gonna say about the hashtag thing, I, going... Excuse me. Going by what I know about certainly British libel laws, and I don't know exactly how they tally, but I don't think a hashtag would come with a libel because it's just a, a simple pithy, you know, X person is a git. Isn't that's an opinion? Yeah. If it's more X person is a git because they did X X Y Z, without an allegedly, that becomes an accusation that could go into libel or slander. Right. So that's a. That's where the line is, as I understand it. Hashtag not a lawyer. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so him, Trump getting all like, oh, but the, the hashtags are mean. Well, yeah, suck it up. Yeah. The hashtags can sometimes be mean. That's, I've seen hashtags that I've been like, oh, really? But, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's a bit hashtags, although I do like it. Um, it's happened a few times, uh, especially recently, where you see a hashtag, you think, oh, what what's going on here? And then you actually look at it, and it's the like when the um, the K-popers took over White Lives Matters, mm -hmm. like and Blue Lives Matters, and started putting like just all these memes and stuff, and that was hilarious. Yes. Um, <sighs> but yeah, you can you can look at a hashtag, or you can look at something and say, oh, that's kind of a dumb thing. Yeah. But unless it's directly leading to something that has yet to be you know definitively proven. At best, it's an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then that is, as far as I understand, in both our countries, is protected by free speech. Yep. Uh, again, if you unless you're definitively saying this person did this thing mm -hmm. without proof or without allegedly, then you could get into trouble. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, free for all. But yeah, free speech, good in practice, good in theory, mostly good in practice. But some people seem to forget that, you know, hey, you, like, 
there's a, it's a kind of a weird example, but it just came to my head. There's a great line. It's a film called Revenge's Tragedy, which was written. Uh, it's a Jacobean tragedy, sort of written similar times most of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So it has the similar dialogue. So it's it's done as post-apocalyptic, but with the Jacobean dialogue. Right. So you have this great bit of um, speech uh, where these two brothers are seeing each other for the first time in years. Uh, it's like, oh, verily, my brother, it, it, it does my heart good to see you again. You fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> You could say that to someone you know. Yeah. Or I could shout out, you can't, across the street. If it's not to someone I know, both parties, either the person I know or the person I don't know, could call me a cunt back. Yeah. But the person I don't know could also come up and um, um, slap me for it. And like, what the fuck was that all about? Or who, you don't even know me. What the hell's going on? Because that would be a consequence of me insulting someone I don't even know. Exactly. So, yes, freedom of speech goes both ways even if you don't agree with what the other person's saying if you think they're mega stupid yeah but yeah you can also turn around and say okay i have listened to your point now listen to mine please yeah if they try and then cut you off you can say well uh, i listen to you you know where's this thing about free speech like you're saying about the absolutists it goes both ways yeah and there's also another thing you also have the freedom to not listen in the case of yeah. like all of these alt right grifters and everything that try to, you know, the, you know the debate me motherfuckers, you know, oh, debate me, debate me, debate yeah. me. No, we don't have to. We know your side. Yeah. It's clearly out on your public social media. We don't have to engage with you. So the freedom mm-hmm. to do something also includes the freedom to not do something. We do not yeah. have to engage with you, just like you don't have to engage with us, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, of course, some of these same alt-right grifters try to use George Carlin to be like, he would eviscerate these people. It's like, no, motherfucker. You would be you would be in tattered pieces on the floor if Carlin got a hold of you. Verbally. Because, yeah. because while, yes, he, he did attack, you know, both sides, left and right. You know, he did. He, he you know, he attacked whoever made themselves more of a target. And if you look at through all of his material, up until from the mid seventies to the day, to the year he died, you're gonna see, you know, he's attacking more people on the right more often than not. And these ideas, yeah. you know, the anti-abortionists, the the the, the warmongers, and everything else, mm. those are what he was talking about. They made themselves more of a target for him. Uh, but I saw that, this great thing oh, once. Go ahead. No, it's um talking about um, alternative comedians from like who rose up in the eighties. And to define for those who who may not be sure or the definition I'm using in this case, alternative comedian in this case is the the newer, younger like your Ben Eltons and people like that who were starting to get a bit more political with their comedy or a bit more um even like bit pop bit more pop culture y mm-hmm. rather than your old your old guard who used to do like the, the my mother in law jokes or, you know, him down the street kind of things. Yeah. Um so that's what I mean when I say alternative comedy. Mm-hmm. But then I think it's someone I can't remember who it was or what the context was. I said, But what are you guys gonna do? When Labour finally gets into power, all your material is going to be gone. <laughs> and they did, and they, they, some of them changed and adapted. And yeah, so it's just like the idea that once the person you're rallying for ha- has the power, 
like, especially in terms of comedy and such. It's like, ha, huh, I've got to change my act now. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the good thing about a long-term comic. You adapt. Yeah. You, you, you know, yeah. and even, even people, even comics like Bill Ingvall, who he doesn't really touch on political stuff, you know, mm. his, his act has evolved and changed over the years too. So, oh, cool. you know. oh yeah. So, yeah. And that's the sign of a good comic. And if a comic refuses to do that for whatever reason and just sits there and complains that, oh, everything's too PC, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, it's not too PC. You're just refusing to adapt. Yeah. There is something to be said about politically correctness, political correctness and all of that, but that's not mm. the conversation they're having. As far as I'm aware, Ben Elton still has a pretty good career unless he's like retired on his own terms by now. But, yeah. you know, he, he was he was fairly adaptable. Yeah. I just use I just use him as an example because he was the first one I could think of that I know from like definitely from that movement in the eighties. Right. Uh, so with that, we're going to go ahead and take our break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to have some news. So stick around. Woo! Hey, folks, we'll get back to the show in a moment, but first, I want to tell you about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is what I use to get around all of the YouTube ad- adpocalypse bullshit, and while I don't have a lot right now, every little bit does help. And if you like what you hear or what you see on any of my videos or podcasts, head on over there for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all of these things early before anybody else does, and you can get them completely ad-free. Yeah, I know YouTube right now is technically ad-free, but at some point I'm probably going to get big enough to where ads will start coming in. And those can be annoying, so you want to avoid that, right? If you go ahead and go now over to patreon.com slash gomer21xx, leave a dollar, five dollars, doesn't matter how much, you can get all of these, again, you can get them early, and you get them without ads, even when I reach the point on YouTube to where ads can be put on these videos. So, it's a win-win. And you can even avoid the ads that go up on the Anchor versions that go out to all of the other websites that are out there. No ads! It's great! Uh, so that's patreon.com slash gomer21xx. Howdy, howdy, everybody. Uh, welcome to this little segment of the show I do for our little breaks, uh, just to give some sort of material. I, I am looking, I, I am on the lookout for people who want to do like a five minute thing with this. So if you're interested, just hit me up. Uh, I'm usually on the Twitters. You can DM me on Twitter. Um, I, I should set up a separate email for it so I can keep it all organized, but uh, we'll worry about that later. Uh, but for this week, I want to talk about, uh, I didn't talk about it on the main show, but, uh, Pokemon Go Fest happened this weekend, this past weekend, and I was able to do it because, you know, they did it worldwide instead of it being, like, just in Chicago or something. So, it was really fun, really good to get into. I got more shinies over that weekend than I usually get outside of a community day, and some of that shiny decks is filled up a little bit. I got, got a... And I've got a spare shiny Chansey because that because except for Happiny, that line is done. Um, so if you if you're shiny hunter and you want a spare Chansey, uh, hit me up. I'll, I'll see about getting it to you. Um, but it it was cool and 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 I even got this absolute unit of a Garchomp now, which obviously caught as a gibble. And uh, it's I call her an absolute unit because she has the perfect stats. Uh, which if you go in and you check, you get three stars and all of her stats are just maxed out. I was like, oh, this unit. Uh, I think I call her Chomp Queen or Queen Chomp or something like that. Either way, she she's, she is cool. I'm, I'm just trying to power her up before I can use her on like 
raids or Team Rocket or whatever. Um, the event itself was fun. Yeah, all the little challenges that you could go through. The first day had like rotating challenges that you could complete, and for every one of the, for like every one of those you completed or whatever, you could actually uh, unlock things later on. So there are three Pokemon Go weeks coming up that that have been unlocked that bring in more shiny Pokemon and more ability to get certain other Pokemon. Um, just overall. Um, but yeah. And it's the first time I was able to catch Unknown um, in the po in Pokemon Go, which was really nice. And I had the opportunity to be shiny, but couldn't get a shiny Unknown, but that's okay. There'll be other opportunities, and I'm really hoping I can get more of them in Go because I really do not want to try and hunt for them in any any of the handheld games at the moment because they can't be bred so that's a problem ah uh, and and i like to use masuda method and a lot a lot of you are like what the hell are you talking about masuda method what it's like basically breed a foreign breed a foreign and a domestic pokemon together and that increases the shiny rate anyway um i've rambled on about it long enough um yeah <laughs> thanks thanks for taking the time to listen to the show and thanks for listening to me ramble about this now we'll get back to the rest of the show and uh, you're gonna see why we titled the show the way we do so uh yeah enjoy the rest of the show bye and we are back from our break and over the break um Scully reminded me of a particular thing that's trending on Twitter on the day we're recording. Demon sperm. <laughs> because apparent, because according to headlines I'm seeing, so far I'm only seeing them from the Daily Beast, but <laughs> but apparently Trump's new COVID doctor says sex with demons makes you sick. There are so many things wrong with that statement. Number one. <laughs> Who you, why are you going to fuck a demon? Well, then again, if demons actually exist and you want to fuck them, then, then again, succubi and incubi exist, so... Yeah. And if, there any, and if they're anything like Morrigan and Lilith from Darkstalkers, yeah, I see why people would want to fuck them. Um, <laughs> but... But they're not... But they're typically not the ones giving out the sperm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But there, there's that. You know, just that that blatant what the fuckery, but also, I could see how this could be twisted into like, like you have sex with somebody, you raw dog with them, or or you use condom, doesn't matter, you know, mm. and 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 they 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 do their thing inside of you, and you get sick like a few days or a month later or whatever, and you know they go through your sexual history, and. What, what I'm trying to tie this to is some idiot might bridge the gaps all around to say that people who have AIDS and have sex are demons. Yeah. That, that, that's how yeah. far it can go. Yeah. Is it slippery slopey? You know, a little bit. And I admit that. Yeah. But that's also how their minds would work. You know, that's how some of their minds can work there. So, uh, it's just, it's what the fuck, people. Uh. Well, I, my point to this was, yes, Theoretically, if you were to exchange bodily fluids with an otherworldly creature, sickness could happen. You yeah. know, it's an otherworldly creature. First, you have to find an otherworldly creature to mate with. Yeah. And that's... Like, 
Yeah, it's practically impossible to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, make sure you get your hentai tentacle demon tested. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, and some and somewhere some of my friends are like, oh, okay, wait, 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 what? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I have friends who are definitely into tentacles. I'm not gonna say who. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we also we also know someone who's into um, multi-legged creatures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know a lot of people. Uh, so speaking of people and multi-legged creatures, uh, this, this first <laughs> segway. Yes, this first news story comes out of Harmony, New York. Uh, sheriff's deputies in Chautauqua, Chautauqua County say an 18-year-old has been charged with recklessly operating an Amish buggy while drunk. <laughs> Authorities say Adam Byler of Panama went through a stop sign at the corner of Gaussian Road and Rock Hill Road in the town of Harmony at a high rate of speed, resulting in the buggy to tip over early Sunday morning. The crash resulted in people being ejected onto the road, so he wasn't the only one. Oh, fuck you, dude. Uh, including a person under the age of 17, which injured the horse. Oh dear. Okay, so it, it it's it's a little unclear. Like like, how, was it was the 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 miner going into the horse injuring him, or did the whole buggy going over injure the horse? Like, it, it's not clear because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, a, a, a dude, you know, a, a, a teen being ejected out of the thing, hitting the horse and then going and then just falling to the floor to the road, whatever. Um, just. That, 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 that's a weird thing. Um, everybody obviously is okay, but because it's a buggy, uh, it's not going to go that fast, even with a horse. Um, Byler was taken into custody and was released on an appearance ticket. He is expected to appear in Town of Harmony Court at a later date. Answer to the following charges. Uh, driving slash torturing an animal. Reckless endangerment, second degree. Four counts of them. Endangering the welfare of a child. Which, mm. while the person under 17, their age has not been accurately depicted, because it's they're, they're being vague, probably to protect, protect identities, yeah. you know, mm. it is possible it could be an actual goddamn child. But yeah. if it's a teenager, teenagers aren't children. But that's that's a nitpick I tend to have more often yeah. than not. And it's like, yeah. but But my nitpicking aside, uh, Michelle, what do you have to say about this? Um, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I thought the Amish didn't drink for a start. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I could be wrong. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know a huge amount about them. I, I don't know. I mean, I would think if they make their own and, and mm. their, and their, and their ordnance and all of that, I think that's what they're called, is, uh. is, is looser on that than yeah. And I know there was I... a time where the younger ones... They they can shoot. They can go out into the world and they can look around. Again, yeah. might be inaccurate because I'm basing it off of movies I've seen. They can go out to the world. They can check it out, and if they want to go out into it, then they're more than happy to. No, I've I've heard of that. I've, yeah. I've heard of that happening. Yeah, actually, um, I saw a great um, a bit of an interview with um, Taylor Only. She was saying about when her and David took the kids um, because they took them cross country because they wanted them to see America, mm-hmm. and they. Well, uh, they went to or were invited to an Amish community because, you know, get the kids a bit of um, other culture. Mm-hmm. And they had borrowed uh, a tour bus. I can't remember which band, but some notorious, like, rock band. Mm-hmm. And some of the girls, you know, asked to visit if they could visit the van. And they were okay, but there's, like, stuff here that we're not sure you want to see. Anyway, as soon as they got outside 
of off the complex um these young girls apparently had gone out into the world and they like went out to Taylor like oh my god we love you in bad boys <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they do I don't know, you know, what the ages are, what you know, what the restrictions are, what the rules are, but yes, it's not just a thing in movies. Okay. So yeah. Uh. Um, as for this, um, presumably drunk driving laws should cover buggies. I don't know if you have to be licensed to drive a buggy. It's, I mean, I suppose if you're going onto a public road, you have to. Be, there, there would be rules about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know for certain. Uh. I mean, maybe they thought he was okay to drive because, again, I mean, some horses can get up to about 35 miles an hour, so that's pretty fast. But, again, with a buggy, probably a bit slower. Yeah. But on your point about injuries, yes, in this instance, it doesn't sound like anyone was seriously injured, um, personal horse included. Yeah. However, had that horse gotten spooked enough or had barked, someone could have seriously been injured. Yeah. So, basically, this fucker is lucky wasn't worse than what it is yeah oh yeah scully what do you have to say yeah don't drink and drive him if it is a, a horse buggy also i hope he learns his lesson you know? yeah yeah i hope so too room to grow Glad he's no 18 seriously injured yeah 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 he's 18 he's got room to grow uh yeah. but just I just had this image of, of some teenager being yeeted against a horse and it's Ooh. and it's on, it's honestly funnier than I'm making it sound because <laughs> it's just like mm. yeah uh, gotta find the humor in things sometimes yep. yeah uh, but it's gonna be I, I don't know how well I can find the humor in this one out of Orlando oh boy <laughs> take a shot yep Court documents show a Georgia woman was arrested at Walt Disney World after security for the Florida resort found two guns and some marijuana in her child's diaper bag. Why are you taking guns to Disney? Who who are you going to have to defend yourself from? The villains... You you realize the villains are played by actors, right? They're not the real thing. Duck Hunt! Well, I don't know. Maybe Donald Duck has a gun. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Duck Hunt! Ah! Oh, do not play Duck Hunt Sorry. at the Disney World. Sorry. Uh, the Orlando Sentinel reports that Unique Smith was arrested July 18th on misdemeanor counts of carrying a concealed weapon and marijuana possession. Officials say Smith was going through Epcot security with an adult man, their seven-month-old daughter, and her seven-year-old son when the guard spotted the 9 millimeter handgun and a plastic bag containing marijuana. Orange County deputies responded. Search of the diaper bag revealed a 4 to 5 caliber handgun on the bottom. Just, what the f- <coughs> Okay, I have no, I obviously have no beef with the, with the, the lady having marijuana at Disney World. It, the, you know what would happen if you took marijuana and walked around Disney World? You'd be like, oh, 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 uh, yeah. You're doing a small world high, man. Yeah. You know what? That's some. Oh, when it is safe to do so. When it's safe to do so, we. I. I. Oh, we got to get the group together. We got to get. We'll do the edibles because edibles. You know, they they take a little bit to kick in, but yeah. you could just say, "Oh, those are candy tarts." <laughs> uh. You know. You know, but um, mm. you know. Never mind the fact that fuck the pigs for for trying to take my 
my marijuana from me. Fuck you. You ain't getting it. Um, yeah. I, I don't care if you think it's illegal. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know, so marijuana, Disney World, whatever. Um, yeah. But the guns. The article doesn't hasn't doesn't mention. And at the time I grabbed it, didn't have any kind of updates. So why the guns, lady? Why? Just what the hell? Guns, cause America. Apparently, goddamn. Just we we don't need guns oh. at the Disney World. Uh, I know um, Florida has a stand your ground law. Yeah. Um, does it does it have a concealed carry law if you've got the right permits? I think so, but these these all because all I can. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Remember, she's from all Georgia, can... so. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I can possibly think of is, for whatever reason, she decided to carry her, let's assume, legally owned, legally permitted guns mm-hmm. in the diaper bag for space or convenience. It's, it's quite a sizable bag. Yeah. And forgot when she went into the park to take them out. Oops. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's giving her a lot of benefits of the doubt. Yeah. And it's still the thing of why do you need guns? But yes, yeah, because America. But again, why do you need guns? Right. But uh, all like it being charitable, maybe she forgot they were in there. Yeah. Which because maybe she smoked that morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, um, Scully, do you have anything you want to add to this? <sighs> Man, I mean, jeez, I mean, why would you need two guns? Or was, yeah, two guns, it looks like. Yeah. I mean, I would yeah. assume yeah. one for her, one for presumably her husband, mm. or, 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 yeah. or toy or baby daddy, or whoever he, or whoever he is. Mm. But yeah, yeah. That's the, only, that's the only reason why there would be two. But just, goddamn, lady, keep the guns away from the parks. Uh, and the baby, and the babies yeah. too. Yeah. Our next story. Oh God, damn these people again. <laughs> if I, if I, I, it has been a long, long time <sighs> since we have brought up the group One Million Moms on this show. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. But here we go. The far-right evangelical Christian group One Million Moms is targeting Cascade Laundry Detergent for their latest oh, breathless boycott. And it might be the most overhyped one yet. By the way, I do want to note this comes from LGBTQNation.com, and they're editorializing <laughs> a bit. So, and um, mm. also, Cascade is a dishwasher detergent, not laundry, as far as I know. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think they have any laundry detergent. But no, I don't you know, so. I, I just wanted to point that out I'm there because nev- I'm being a nitpicking dick. Also, they're not in England, so I have no idea. That's fair. Um, the Fringe Group, known for their loony boycotts of television shows and companies that show even slight support of LGBTQ rights, is an astroturf offshoot of the anti-LGBTQ hate group American Family Association. We fuck those guys, too. Uh, they have yep. significantly fewer members than their name would imply. Yep. Uh, the religious right outfit has their knickers in a twist over Cascade's new commercial for their platinum dishwasher pods called Do It Every Night. Campaign encourages people... Yes. The campaign encourages people to run their dishwashers every night to save water. 
I don't see how it would save water, but you do you. Uh, using wordplay, so milk toast that it would have been acceptable at the beginning of the last century, the spot gives a wink and a nod to the phrase's double meaning. Uh, mm -hmm. Describing commercials as vile and sexually suggestive, the group's mouthpiece gives a solid reconstruction of the ad in an email to supporters. <clears throat> we do it every night, an elderly couple tells the viewing audience. Every night, a middle-aged couple asks, adds, I live alone, but I still do it every night, a young single woman says with a smirk. Then the two couples continue, right after dinner and definitely after meatloaf. This commercial concludes with a voiceover. Do it. Run your dishwasher every night with Cascade Platinum. A load with as few as eight dishes is all it takes to save water. An Energy Star's certified dishwasher uses less than four gallons per cycle, while a running sink uses that every two minutes. So do it. Run your dishwasher every night with Cascade Platinum. The surprising way to save water. How about you run that your dishwasher? That sounds like every other... Sorry. Sounds like every other commercial? Basically in England, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, whenever I, I, I do our kitchen stuff around here, we don't have a lot. So we don't have to run it every night. We just run it every other night. So we save yeah. more water that way. Ha! <laughs> yes. Yeah. But Fill up a bowl. Yeah. So there, there is more to this. Uh, can you mm -hmm. imagine what goes through the mind of a child when he sees this ad? The email asks. <laughs> God's we sake. all know children repeat what they hear. There's nothing funny about kids saying we do it every night. Cascade should be ashamed. Now, hold on. Mm. What if those kids are saying we do it every night when they're talking about Bible study? Or playing their favorite video game? Or having dinner? Yeah. There's that too. And... Guess what? Kids, once they realize what sex is, they're mm -hmm. gonna giggle over it. <laughs> because let's face it, as enjoyable as sex is, it is goofy as fuck. No pun intended. Yeah. So is it's just the sounds that come from it, not not even not even from the a Royce box, it's just other sounds coming from it. You know, sometimes you sometimes you're doing it and it sounds like somebody farts and it's not a yeah. fart. Yeah. You know, things like that. Very, very silly. And that, and that's fine. That's till that's part of the experience. You just got to get over it and roll with it. Um, a couple more lines though before we before we get into deeper thoughts. Uh, the group says they are passionate about removing this offensive commercial. As with most companies targeted by the Ast as with most companies targeted by the Astro AstroTurf group, <laughs> I rented this tongue. Cascade has ignored them. Like they should. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's like, it's like, really? You get your panties in a twist over that? Fuck off. Just take your million panties and fuck all the off. <laughs> oh. All right. So, uh, Scully, what do you got to say about this one? Oh, Karen. It's going to Karen. Yeah. Fucking Karen's. It's probably the same people who who bitch about the uh, the face masks too. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, how about you, Michelle? Um, I I think I have a filk. Um, I think about the things they say. Try to boycott every day. A million miles just really should go away. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. 
My original version is uh, a million mums are driving me insane. There you go. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, yeah. Fuck uh, them. Ap- apologies to anyone who loves um, Greatest Showman. Myself included. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all can agree. Fuck one million mums. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that in and of itself, can be taken in more than one way. <laughs> Get the double entendre. But yeah, regarding this advert, I mean, obviously I haven't seen it, but those kind of wink-wink nods and nudge adverts, uh, yeah, they're like, not every other advert, but you know, it's like, they're on all the, that kind of thing is on all the time. That's the height of British humour right there. Yeah, and and we get together and we'll watch like some commercial compilations as a group, or, or just Becky and me on a date night. And, oh Ooh. my god, some of the things. Uh, and, and these <laughs> are commercials from when I was a kid. It's like, oh, yeah. that flew right over my head. Because yeah. that's what it's supposed to do. You know? <laughs> that's that's where, like, some of the... That's where some of the popularity of, like, the Disney Renaissance comes from. You got the stuff for the kids, but then you got stuff for the adults, too. That flies right well, over the kids' heads. Watching- I've been rewatching Simpsons on Disney Plus, and like, mm-hmm. even now, like I'm catching things I'm never caught at the time. Yeah. Because don't forget, I was about ten when that started. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm that old. It's been going that long. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wonder if these, uh, God. Wonder if they, these uh, one million moms would throw a conniption over animaniacs because uh, uh, that we do it every night. That is tame to some of the. Double entendres, they slipped into Animaniacs. My I God. know, right? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. fingerprints! Ew! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, like, like, if... Uh, oh, God. Um, you know, when uh, a kid is at the age where they repeat everything they hear, they're probably not going to get a double entendre. No, I did... I, well, I did sneak in some Beavis and Butthead and I started doing the whole Cornholio thing and then mm. and then Mom was like, you know, just, hey, don't do that. Yeah. I mean, hey, all it takes is to say, hey, don't do that. It's kind of, that's pretty dirty. Don't do that. Yeah. I, I actually I have an example. I wasn't scarred. Mm. It, it was just, okay. And I learned a funny. Okay. Yeah. No, no, sorry, Scully. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's fine. Uh, I was done anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh. Um, when my sister and I were kids, and when well, I say kids, mid to late teens, mm-hmm. uh, one of us, when we were talking to each other or possibly having a silly argument, misspoke twit and said it twat. Oops. <laughs> and we, we just thought that was us mispronouncing a word and that was like our private silly joke mm-hmm. i then got a slang book and found out what it actually meant oh, i yeah. text my sister and said you realize that word we've been using means something very very different and she's like oh now we use it but in the right context yeah <laughs> there you go oh. <coughs> for those of you who aren't aware twice is a name for a lady part yeah yes <laughs> and for those who still need still need a little bit more banged over the head lady part being vagina <laughs> because we're not ashamed of Jimmy Jangles. Yes. <laughs> no uh, sex, please. We're British. There you go. Alrighty. So next one comes out of Cape May, which 
based on the with based on yeah Jersey Shore, so Jersey, New Jersey oh even. Mm-hmm. Startled beachgoers were. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say Jersey. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Startled beachgoers were joined by unwelcome visitors on Tuesday in Cape May when thousands of thousands of what began swarming before settling on a towel on the back of a chair. It, the article does not say, the headline does, but the article does not say what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, oh, my God. At least not in this first paragraph. At least not in this first paragraph. But um, uh, the strange scene unfolded around 3 p.m. at Steger Beach between Jackson and Perry Streets when a group of bees began buzzing overhead, according to a witness and a video. Within five minutes, thousands of bees had clustered on the back of the chair, according to Dean Bloomer, Blomer, whatever, a retiree who lives in Cape May and was on the beach and with several others. The bees weren't aggressive, according to Blomer, but wasn't sure wasn't sure if anyone got stung. Uh, he quickly contacted Alan Brown, the local beekeeper, who collected the bees in a cardboard box within 15 minutes of arriving as lifeguards worked to keep the people away. Blomer t- said Brown told him the bees likely converged on the beach because they were following a queen that was there. Oh boy. The bees were docile because they were already full of honey, Brown explained to Blomer. The beekeeper planned to take the bees to empty hives. So, suddenly bees! <laughs> Oh my god. No! Kyle! Oh! I'm terrified of swarms of insects, but at least it wasn't wasps. Oh god. Wasps would just. Everybody would just have to be like, we're done. We're going. I I don't know how far the the wasps would chase you out into the sea, but, you know, it's right there. Mm -hmm. Do it. Oh. And now. Becky and I have been uh, watching through uh, Allison Pregler's Baywatching series. And now all I'm thinking is is like a younger Billy Warlock and and, and everybody over there trying to trying to keep people away from bees. <laughs> and it's, and it's yeah. not in the same Billy Warlock voice. It's in the voice Allison uses for his character Eddie. Like stay away from the bees. Yeah, done. <laughs> I don't do it anywhere as near as good as she does. And then because I mean my voice is deeper. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> Oh lordy! So, uh, uh, Michelle, you got anything you want to add to this? Bees, my god! <laughs> um, I can see how that would be scary, and especially uh, bees. Generally speaking, do not attack you because they're usually kind of one-shot deal, so they don't want to. Yeah, but I can understand in a situation where a you have a lot of people. And B, you have a lot of a swarm or something that you may not immediately identify. Yeah, people are going to tizzy. They're going to be like, what the fuck? What do we do? Where do I go? How do I stay safe? How do I protect my family and my children? Mm-hmm. So that could agitate the otherwise, you know, weren't going to hurt you in the first place insects. Yeah. So on the outside, I could see how that would be a, a kind of a scary situation if you're in it. Mm-hmm. But I've always been like, even with like, even with wasps, I know if I just don't bother with them, they're not going to really do anything. Yeah. It also helps that I'm not allergic. So, so I, I, if you have an allergy, yeah, especially, you know, as calmly as possible, get yourself away from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
yeah, I could see how it would be scary, but I could also be like, you know, everyone just chill. Just just be, just be cool. But on the other hand, yeah, yay, beekeeper. So do they have like a, a beekeeper on speed doll or do they have to, did they Google him or? Um, it could, you know, it, it could be either way. I don't, I don't know how small of a community this place is. If it's anything, if it's as small as Graceville, then yeah, you know, we, we tend to confine that out very quickly. But yeah. You know, yeah. like my dad, in addition to being the mayor, he's also one of the insurance guys. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, fair play to him for getting it all sorted quickly. Yeah. Which is good. And, and, and nobody was hurt, you know, other than maybe being stung. But, which, yeah. in that case, then at least one bee went down. Yeah. Uh, I think, unless they're African, uh, Africanized honeybees, they're not actually dangerous unless you're allergic, are they? I'm not sure. I would like to think that though. Yeah. Uh, but uh Scully, do you got anything you wanna add to this or my god. <laughs> no, you have to do the, I've done that one, you have to do the other one. Oh. No, not the beast! Not the beast! Right. <laughs> yeah yeah. That's the one. There you go. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that the bee situation got taken care of, because, I mean, I mean, as scary as flying insects are to me, yeah, we need bees. So, I mean, glad they yeah. You know, found a home. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, eh, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and our last story for this week. Target announced Monday that it will close store its stores Thanksgiving Day as it continues to adjust amid the coronavirus pandemic, saying this isn't a year for crowds. Uh, I also want to remind you, if I remember correctly, oh, it is not one of those that was listed earlier. That's not enforcing its mask mandate. Okay, so Target may very well be enforcing the mask mandate if they've got one. I hope so. Cool. So, but uh, this year, more than ever, a joyful holiday will be inseparable from a safe one. And we're continuing to adjust our plans to deliver ease, value, and the joy of the season in a way that only Target can, uh, Target CEO Brian Cornell said in a statement. The Minneapolis-based retailer also said it will expand its contactless same-day pickup and delivery since service, making 20,000 more products, including groceries, available for pickup, order, order pickup, and shipped delivery. Uh, the investments we've made in our business and our incredible team have enabled us to move with flexibility and speed to meet guests changing needs during this global pandemic, Cornell said. Walmart announced last week that it will also close its stores on Thanksgiving Day this year to allow associates to spend time with their families. Sam's Club locations will be closed as well. Uh, for those who may not know, Sam's Club and Walmart are all under, owned by the same people. So, mm. so a little bit of trivia for you there. And yes, Walmart is one of those that says, oh, we're going to enforce this mask thing, except not really. Yeah. Um, so I expect Walmart to, when it comes to Thanksgiving Day, be like, no, psych, we're going to be open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I expect out of Walmart. Prove me wrong. Please, Walmart, prove me wrong. I, I will be happy <clears throat> to be proved wrong on this one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's sad that it took to this point. To get one of the big box retailers to say, "Hey, you know what? Close on Thanksgiving," because because whether whether you know, regardless of how you feel about the history of the country, regardless of where the origins of Thanksgiving Day came from, regardless of any and all of that, it's a good time to get together with family again, as long as you could do it safely, 
have some good meal, have some good times. Unless you me, I just hide away in my office the entire time because that's how I do. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I listen to gossip later. Because when it comes to my family, I'm also a petty little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I joke. I joke, of course. Um, but but even for, for just most people, you know, Thanksgiving is a time for families to come together. That's what we have designated. That's what we base it all around at that point. You know, and if it's a time where people should be spending their time with their families, let them do that. The, I mean, obvious exceptions being like the extreme um, necessities, like you know your medicine, your fire and rescue, you know that things like that. There, not the cops, because fuck the cops at this point. They 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 they, they need to just go. But uh, you know yeah. your firemen, etc. You know, but those those are the only ones who should be operating on Thanksgiving, and even then, there should be enough to where they can at least do them in shifts. To the point to where everybody yeah. has a chance to spend some time with family on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, you know. But everything will come to a halt. It's one day. <laughs> and I hope this also extends to getting rid of Black Friday. Which, again, is another thing that needs to be gotten rid of. Just, yeah. uh, we don't need it. We think enough about, you know, get, getting gifts for Christmas already. We don't need to be reminded... That there are about a million other sales that go on at the same time, just right after Thanksgiving, when people are probably... I'm, I'm surprised people have money to spend after Thanksgiving. Because think about all the food you have mm. to buy. So, you know, like, just goddamn. Uh, but then again, it's probably not as big a big of a spender as Christmas is, because Christmas has gifts. So, yeah. uh, I, can, I can give that one. But still, you know... Thanksgiving, being close on Thanksgiving, good on you, Target. I believe Target will hold up that one, because cool. when when the when the protests started up in earnest in Minneapolis, because that's where George Floyd was executed, you know, yep, you know, and then looters got into a Target or whatever, because that Target in particular was, you know, basically tilting the scale against the black community in in that particular area. You know, mm. CEO was like, you know, higher ups were like, nah, we can rebuild that. Fuck it. You know, we ain't pressing charges. Mm. We can rebuild. Fuck it. Black Lives Matter. That's more important. And hopefully whoever was in control of feeding to the cops over there got got at least a very stern talking to, if not fired. Because yeah. I personally, I would fire him. That's that's me. Mm. I don't know how Brian Cornell will think. But, you know, that's just me. Oh, so... So yeah, uh, any of y'all got some thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good that they're going to do this. Well, Target probably most likely is. I don't know about Walmart. They're going to keep that. Yeah. But, you know, they should cancel Black Friday, but I doubt they will because profit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the almighty did- dollar. I don't get why you're open on the holidays anyway, like Christmas and everything. Well, like if it's a holiday, we have bank holidays, mm-hmm. so like some places might be open on bank holiday, um, but then usually the Sundays like definitely, shut. You know, everything's shut. I, I just don't. So there's that. I just don't understand why you're open on a big family holiday day, um, but on the scale of big evil corporations, where does Target land? <laughs> Um, 
As far as I'm concerned, they land below Walmart. I don't remember how far below Walmart, but they're below Walmart. So um, are they like not quite evil or totally evil, like Diet Coke evil, or uh, somewhere. I think it depends. I know some people mm. don't like it because they don't do they don't have the Salvation Army bell ringers. Which so that's a good thing, isn't it? It is a good thing, yeah. but there are some people who, who who are behind the behind the Salvation Army. You know, yeah. Either because also they, a lot of people. No, uh, mm. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you know the people who support the Salvation Army either don't know or don't care about the bullshit that the Salvi pulls. Yeah. You know, as an organization. Well, but uh, yeah. Also, a bunch of people who were. In a tizzy about the whole bathroom thing, like, oh my god. Yeah, it's like, yeah. they're just going in there to shit and piss, guys. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, it's a good thing that they're doing this. I don't understand why you're not doing it in the first place. But going back to what we were saying earlier about, you know, when Channel Lawson was actually good mm-hmm. and, and okay to like it, I, I don't care how you well I, I do care how, what you think and feel but in this instance i kind of don't care because i still think this song's great holiday clusterfuck holiday clusterfuck yeah yep. <laughs> i'm sorry that song that song holds up yeah. the guy may have turned turn out to be a dick but that song holds up i'll grant you i'll grant you oh so with that we are gonna get out of here for this week Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed all of us going on and, and doing the things and the ramblings and all of that. So, uh, Skolabendra, where could we find you on the internet? You can find me at uh, Skolapendra on Twitter or Skolapendra91 on Tumblr. Sweet. And Michelle, where could we find you? Um, I have a link tree, which I'm assuming is now in the doobly-doos. Uh, yes. Yeah, the- Link tr- Linktree um, slash um, Phoenix11 P-H-E-O-N-I-X 1-1. Sweet! And of course, I now I do also have a Linktree, linktr.ee slash gomer to one double X that has all of my links to not just my social medias, but also to the YouTube channels for both my main mm-hmm. stuff. My gaming stuff, I think, should be in there, but definitely the channel for this show is in there. <laughs> uh, and if you are on... If you're on YouTube and, and you want to throw a like or subscribe or whatever, you know, comment, whatever, you know, help help the al- algorithm a little bit, you know? Yeah. Be the algorithm. Talk, talk to us. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, yes. But yeah, and I mentioned my Twitch. I do stream Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time. Um, Wednesdays usually reserved for premieres of new episodes of Thespian Talk if they are available. And uh, what's, that's going to be the case if you're listening to it on Twitch. Hello. Um, hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, Howdy. Yes. And also, I do want to talk. I do want to throw out, uh, you know, links and shout outs to both Becky, who is not only my girlfriend of over six and a half years, but she also does the title card art. Uh, her her card, which is like a LinkedIn, is in the doobly-doo. It's uh, beckyhop.card with two R's dot C-O. And... And of course, there's always we are in the COVID times. You need a mask. Get a mask from Mel Paradise. She it is her lovely voice you hear at the beginning of the show. And you can just look at Etsy.com slash shop slash Mel Paradise. That's where you'll find her masks and a bunch of other things she's done too. Uh, including uh, you know, Perler Pixels. In and uh, all of what that. about her um 
Uh, GoFundMe. Uh, her GoFundMe, which should be in the doobly-doo. Uh, it better be in the doobly-doo. Otherwise, I'm going to be very, very pissed. if I Because <laughs> that means I will have forgotten to put it in there. But she does have a GoFundMe that will be in the doobly-doo. Um, it is a Portland mask-making fund, which is organized by her. That link, again, will be in the doobly-doo of this show. In fact, it'll be right under her normal one as well. So so you want to check that out, throw some money at her, please do. It, it will help her a lot. Um, yeah. And, and you help her, you also help the citizens of Portland. Because she's giving, she's giving out masks to them as well as selling masks to everybody else. And they are they are really good masks, by the way. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. So so I, I do swear by them. I we are not sponsored by her, but I, I will pimp her masks all over the damn place. Uh, <laughs> Heck yeah. So yes. So with that, again, thank you guys for listening. Take care everybody, and until next time, this is Gomer the Ranting Thespian with Michelle and Skolapendra signing off. Goodbye. Later.